This is 105.9 The Region, and you're listening to Discovery, the radio show for podcasters. Your content, unfiltered. This is Discovery. You're listening to the Millennial Balance Podcast, brought to you by 105.9 The Region. I'm Shaliza Bacchus. I'm Afua Ball. What's up, everyone? Hope you're all doing well, soaking up the sunshine. You know, we've had, you know, a good stretch of days where it's yeah. been hot, getting some vitamin D, so we hope people are taking advantage safely. And, you know, just enjoying the good weather. Afwa is living her whole best life <laughs> over here. It is hot girl summer for Afwa Ba. It really is. And I've just taken up a different perspective and just thinking to myself, this pandemic has been really long. We've been cooped up for really long. So whether I'm going to the gas station or just going to throw out the garbage, I'm wearing a tiara and just putting yeah. on a whole outfit <laughs> and enjoying myself because summer only comes once a year. So you might as well enjoy it. And you know what? <laughs> Speaking of which, a lot of us spend the year trying to get prepared to exactly. To be summer ready. And that often involves uh, modifying our diet and staying away from certain things. Absolutely. We always think about the exercise and, you know, trying to keep that part of our life going. But then we forget that a critical part of it is nutrition, making sure that your diet is on point to make sure it complements your exercise Mm -hmm. regimen. Yeah. And to do that, we are bringing on someone who can offer us uh, some some good advice, I, I hope, and he can tell us how to live our best lives this hot girl summer while still maybe eating the things we want. We want to say hello to nutritionist Jason Yee. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure indeed. Okay, so first let's uh, get this going. Have you heard, I mean, from people who have been trying to get summer ready, have they been reaching out to you for some quick tips as to how to quickly do that or how to do it in the safest way possible? Well, I think everybody tries to do it as quickly as possible, but that's generally not the most sustainable way. And it always leads to people bouncing back and then they're on and off diets, you know, for decades. Absolutely. Okay, so then let's let's follow up on that. What specific diet trends have you been seeing right now, whether, you know, just by word of mouth or through social media that uh, you just maybe want to flag, say maybe it's a good trend, it's a bad trend? I see a lot because, in, like in my social feed, I'm I'm a nutritionist, so it's you know the algorithms for everybody's different. But I see a lot of like keto. I've been seeing that for the last three years or so, and it's still not really losing steam. Um, and then we have like big pushes for vegan and um, the Noom diet. Like that one's getting a lot of marketing. And then. Um, I've recently been seeing carnivore diet, which is kind of a new one for me. But uh, yeah, there's they're all over the place right now. There's like there's more diets than I can even name. <laughs> oh, that's for sure. Yeah. Okay, so I've I've heard about keto. I've heard about Noom a little bit. The carnivore one I've never heard of. If you can maybe just break that down just a little bit, generic terms. What is that about? Is it basically what it sounds like? Just eating meat all the time? Yeah, it's um, it sort of takes like I guess keto principles where you fill in a lot of your calories with fat, with animal fats, but it's completely animal products. Um, it's not something I'm, I'm endorsing. I'm just trying to understand people um, who are following right now because they seem to be getting a lot of good results. And the same goes with pretty much any one of these diets. Um, it, it targets a specific set of like um, conditions or issues that people are trying to achieve. So if you have that going on for you, that's where you start to benefit a lot from it. But yeah, that basically the carnivore is, is all animal products and it's 
no carbs, no, so there's no like processed foods and that's where you start to see the benefits. And then um, they fill it in with higher fatty cuts and butter and things like that. Okay, so question, do you have a specific diet plan that you think is most effective? I'm sure that's subjective because I'm sure people have different goals, but in general? I mean, nothing's, nothing's good across the board. Like everybody, it's very individualistic. But I mean, I like, I like always pushing, you know, eat more vegetables, eat more fiber, eat better quality food. I think the quality of the food is um, something that's not talked about as much. And I'm talking about like better quality fats, um, organic when you can, or at least, uh, I don't know if you've heard of the Clean 15 and the Dirty Dozen um, food list. I have not. Please do tell. So that's a good way to um, to start to eliminate some of the more dirty foods or the more pesticide-laden foods. And um, the Environmental Working Group comes out with a list every year of the ones that are the highest in pesticides and things residually by the time it gets to the consumer and things that have the least. So um, for people who aren't going to buy everything organic, um, you can start to look at those lists and see which ones are okay not to have to buy organic and which ones are definitely you want to buy organic or avoid entirely. Okay, so you mentioned quality of food, which I think has been uh, a big deal, definitely over the last year or so. I feel like a lot of people have been reaching for the snacks and food that probably isn't considered as high quality as we would like. So what are your thoughts on the relationship that people have developed with food during the course of this pandemic? Well, it's tough to say. I mean, everybody's in different head spaces and um, that, like where you are mentally really affects your food choices. So in the beginning, there's a lot of people searching for comfort foods. Those are generally not healthy, right? They're like, you know, pizzas or cake, things like that. Um, right now, as we're getting into summer and we're like talking, we're hearing rumblings of opening up. Um, yeah, that's when when the diets come back into play. You know, like a lot of people at the beginning, because of the comfort food thing, they, they realized how much it actually affects them. Um, that and not being able to eat out at restaurants, people that have been cooking more. So it's, it's I think it's become more, people have become more um, connected to how it makes them feel in, in relation to what they eat. And I'm really glad that you pointed that out. You know, the pandemic has really changed a lot of our, you know, lifestyle and how we go about things, eating as well, especially a lot of people have been working from home. So, you know, things that they're easily accessible to, maybe if they don't have that opportunity to grab the snacks, they'll go for the apple or vice versa. You know, some people are looking for their comfort. And I love that you mentioned that key point and basically where you are in your mental state of mind at that point. It really does drive our choices with um, with food. Um, now, that being said, as you just mentioned not too long ago, we are looking at reopening across the country. And now people are now starting to think about, oh, no, I can't, you know, go outside in sweatpants all the time. I need to actually start putting myself together. And, you know, it might start actually have people starting to think, you know, I want to start making that lifestyle change if they haven't done it already during this pandemic. So uh, this is where you you come in, the bread and butter. What are some of the tips? Well, not bread and butter, whatever is healthy. <laughs> 
clearly don't ask me because I'm giving you bread and butter. But what are some of the initial tips that you might have for people who are, you know, ready to make some changes to their diet and overall eating habits? Well, I think you have to like what you're eating. Like, don't go too crazy. Like, try and build a sustainable plan um, to to start to make healthier choices. Because anybody who, like we mentioned, like the carnivore, keto, vegan, like these are all very extreme things that people do. And a lot of people fall off because it's it's such a shock to their system. So um, number one, when you're making changes, like think about more than just, you know, the summer. Think about the rest of your life. And then start making small changes, like start adding more vegetables. And a good general rule is try to fill your plate half with vegetables and then you can fill in the rest with, you know, some carbs and some protein, a quarter and a quarter. Um, That's a pretty good general rule. Um, And then as I mentioned, food quality and variety is also very important. Good quality meats, you know, not, not hot dogs and like things like that, but, you know, whole cuts of meat. Uh, I'm a big fan of just like unprocessed whole foods. Um, I just think it's the easiest way to avoid a lot of uh, things that aggravate people and and too much calorie density. So I think whole foods is a good one. Like I said, half half your plate with vegetables and then good quality. All right. And question, you know, summer brings along so many delicious foods, so many seasonal items. Are there any food items that you would recommend for the summer that, you know, might not be available or as cheap all year round? What are some affordable options for the summer? I mean, we have great, like, stone fruits that come out of Niagara, like, uh, obviously, peaches, nectarines and stuff, cherries. Um, And, again, those are, like, a whole whole foods so they're they're not just um like when you start to dehydrate food and stuff like that you're concentrating the sugars in it and you're you're upping your calories and stuff like that so a lot of like the fruits um i'm a big fan of the farmer's market so any of the the veg that they have they generally have like lots of greens kale brussels sprouts um i know it's not everybody's favorite but um when you start to experiment with them like they taste pretty good. It's worth a shot. Brussels sprouts. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear it in my voice. It almost sounds like my arch nemesis. It just, I, I have to, yeah, I think you mentioned it there. Experiment. <laughs> Maybe that's what I just have to keep doing, experimenting until I get that right sort of yeah. flavor balance. And listen, if if you don't do it for anything else, do it for the gram. Because you and this gram I'm, thing. I'm just saying, though, how many people have you seen recently on your Instagram feed posting on Instagram that they're at the farmer's market? Because True. that's the cool thing to do. Yeah. See, everybody in the room oh. is nodding. It's fine. All right. Okay. We can support local. Well, if we're doing the hashtag support local and yes. it's going back to, and to that you know, too. businesses. Yes. So it's, I feel like it's a win-win situation. You're, you're eating healthy. You let the world know that you're eating healthy. <laughs> so if yeah. that's any motivation to stick to it, right? That's fair. Millennials are on socials a lot. So <laughs> y- if, we, if we put it in that perspective, fine, Shalise. I'll give you that point. Um, I, it sounds like Jason agrees with me too. See? Slightly. We won't, we won't put him on the spot right now. Oh, uh, Chase. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Quick question. You know, we were all talking about the changing of the eating habits, you know, and making a more healthy life- lifestyle. What if somebody, you know, is, is being tempted by those sweets that they've, you know, put aside? Is it okay to 
I won't say splurge, but, you know, have a little treat for themselves? Can they do that or do you just have to do away with all of those uh, past uh, goodies? Well, it's all about balance. I think if you deprive yourself, eventually you're just going to you're going to lose all your willpower and then you might end up binging. So, you know, like looking forward to it, um, I don't know, once a week or a couple times a month, something like that, where you get to still have it. Like you don't want to do away with everything you love unless there's like um, a medical reason, like you're actually having reactions to it. Like a lot of people I know who are lactose intolerant, they still will have it every once in a while. But, you know, they're kind of playing with fire in that eventually the reactions are going to get strong enough that they it's not worth it, right? So as long as it's nothing like that, if it's just like a treat that you want and, you know, if you eat it too much, it's going to be unhealthy, then I don't see any problem with having it every once in a while. Then my Oreo cookies can stay in the food pantry. Once in a while. Once in a while. <laughs> fine, know, fine. Can't be eating Oreos at every meal. <laughs> fine. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. But as you're saying that in the in the pantry, like sometimes that's one of those tricks where if you are trying to avoid it, you know, buy a smaller amount at a time and don't have it in the house because if it's there, you know, it's kind of calling you. So, so what we're not doing wanna, is buying the yeah. club pack from Costco. <laughs> no. Fair. No, absolutely. Thank you for that trick because, you know, I was about to stack up the Oreo cookies and mantra. Like, <laughs> these are all my things I can look forward to. But you're right. Our mind can definitely play tricks on us and just we'll end up eating the whole thing before we know it. That's me. It's okay. We're, we're living our best lives. We're living our best hot girl summer. And Jason, thank you so much for all of the insight on how to stay healthy and like Jason said, it's still okay to enjoy some of those sweeter things, some of those not-so-healthy things in moderation. Jason, if uh, our listeners want some more information, where can they find you? you want to get in touch with me, um, you can email me at info at jasonenutrition.com. So that's J-A-S-O-N-Y-E-E-N-U-T-R-I-T-I-O-N.com. Or on Instagram at gethealthye. So Perfect. that's my last name. I like that. So get health, G-E-T-E-H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-E-E. We will definitely be taking a look at your Instagram page because, like I said, that's what us millennials do. We sure yeah. do. And <laughs> making sure that we're doing this on the right way, even if we want to have that hot girl, hot boy summer, just having mm-hmm. it fun. But making sure that we're, you know, living according to a healthy lifestyle. That's that's the number one. Yes. Making sure that we're not trying to reach unattainable goals in a quick time and then putting ourselves in a bad situation in the future. Jason, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for tuning into this edition of Millennial Balance. Live your hot girl summer, girl. We'll talk to you next time. Do you have an idea or a podcast to share? Send it to us here at Discovery, the radio show for podcasters on 105.9 The Region. Uh, hello, hello. You're listening to a very special edition of Chit Chat on Discovery at 105.9 The Region. You got Nick and Cal here in the studio. Uh, I'm Cal because you can tell I'm the short one. I am the tall one. I am Nick. Uh, as usual, we got uh, we got did you knows? Okay, the did you knows? That's the facts that you didn't need to know, but now you will know. You will know. Okay, write them down because then you can use them next time you get a social gathering. You can entertain with these. That's what that's what we're here for to help you. Okay, Cal, kick it off. Why don't you? 
Okay, Nick. Oranges are green more times than orange. I have never seen a green orange, so neither have I. I feel we've been we've been misled by the organization that is oranges. That sounds Making like for fools. That sounds like fake news. Almost, right? Oranges that grow in North America are grown in colder climates, so the oranges lose their chlorophyll, which is what makes them green. Huh. You see, in South America and other tropical areas, oranges are green year-round. So when we get imported oranges as part of a process, they actually chill the oranges to rhythm of the green color because we're so used to orange. That's pretty crazy. I didn't know that, like... Oranges were forced or, like, tricked into being orange. (laughs) Maybe that's why it's the worst flavor out of anything you could ever eat. (laughs) You think they're bad? No, I think they're good. Not to say that oranges are bad. I would just like to say that oranges were probably my least favorite flavor out of all. Okay, I understand. But I want to know what they call oranges in places that are green year-round. Wait, wait, wait. You call them greens? No, because, like, salads are already called greens. That's been spoken for already. <laughs> and you can't call them oranges. Yeah. You can't be down there with a straight face and say, pass me an orange, and it's all green all the time. Who, who are you trying to fool here? <laughs> <laughs> Cal, did you know oh. there's a petition going around the internet urging Jeff Bezos to purchase and consume the Mona Lisa? And by purchase and consume, I mean buy and eat. Yeah. So when I first read this article by Hakeem Bashara of hyperallergetic, sorry, hyperallergic, he noted that the petition had started at 4,500 signatures and was growing. I looked just recently, it had over 8,000 and growing every three seconds. Wow. And the reason behind the creation of this petition is simply because, and this comes straight from the author of the petition, that no one has ever eaten the Mona Lisa, and that Jeff Bezos, who is the richest guy in the world, the owner of Amazon, multi-billionaire, he needs to step up, and he needs to buy it, and quote, gobble the Lisa. <laughs> That's good. I like that. What are you doing going and buying, what, is this the real Mona Lisa? Like the legit, the first one? The legit, no fake? The legit Mona Lisa. So how much is that worth? I, I didn't even look because I don't even want to know. I would assume it's probably the most expensive piece of art in the world. Yeah, seriously, like up there somewhere. But yeah, so okay, so stupid expensive art, and so and we have a petition now to eat it. Yep. Like the guy's a multi, the guy's a multi billionaire. He doesn't even have time to watch like a Paul Brothers boxing match, let alone eating an ancient piece of paper. How disrespectful! Yeah. An ancient drawing. These yeah. these are just the happenings of the world we live in today, Cal. We're just looking for stuff to do. Yeah. That's all it is. I hope that doesn't really go through because, I don't know, it's a peace of mind to know that the Mona Lisa can still kick after all this time. Nick, you know when someone goes, I'll be back in a jiffy? Yeah. You know how long a jiffy is? Uh, Depends on the individual, I'd say. A jiffy is one trillionth of a second. (laughs) Somewhere in the 18th and 19th century... Uh, Gilbert Newton Lewis tagged the time it takes light to travel one centimeter in a vacuum, a jiffy. I'm just surprised as jiffy has been around since the 18th and 19th century. Like, what? It's an old term. 
it's an old term. You don't hear it too much now. But a jiffy, a jiffy in 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 sciency terms is thirty three point four picoseconds. I think that's how you see that to be exact. Okay. So I mean, really, when you say you'll be back in a jiffy, you're you're misleading people now because everyone now knows uh, it's too quick. You're too quick. I can't believe someone actually recorded how long a jiffy is. Well, that's the thing. He he. He was the one who put a jiffy to the time. You know what I mean? Ah, oh, the inventor. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, Jiffy Lube is now, they're in trouble. Because oh, big time. they're not real. Oh, big time. That's fake. Um, yeah. TM, copyright, so whatever, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's no good. So, remember how I mentioned last time that we were talking off the record back when I was in Whitby? Yeah, yeah. Before I, I moved the heck out of there. Um... I started drinking a lot of water because I remember like going to school with you. You're always carrying around a water uh-huh. or a water bottle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know what it was, but one day I was like, how unhealthy am I to not... I I maybe drank a glass of water only when I was extremely hungover. <laughs> but now it's become this thing that like I need. I feel like water does more for me than a coffee in the morning. And I feel now that if I drink coffee in the morning, I'm bouncing off every wall in any room that I am in. It is just not good. And when I try to do the news in the morning, it's also not good. <laughs> I got to have it under two minutes, but I do it in under like 50 seconds. So I had to cut the coffee, Cal. Had to cut the yeah. coffee. Anyway, speaking, yeah, of, the speaking of water, Cal, did you know that you might be drinking water that is older than the solar system? Oh, the New York Times reported that water on our planet may have originated from ice specks floating in a cosmic cloud 4.6 billion years ago. Are you impressed or what? That's neat. It follows that the same liquid we drink and that fills the oceans may be millions of years older than the solar system itself. Something to keep in mind while you're staying hydrated, I'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah, that's... uh. That's old. That's fascinating, though. That that like that this could, be, could be dinosaur bathing water. Yeah, that you're drinking. Legit. Like it's been through the ringer. So wait, how long has how how wait? What's the question? How I broke Cal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so six billion years ago is when it, that's yeah, that's crazy. Four point six billion years ago, the water you might be drinking is that old. It could be. If anything, even a million years is outrageous. And it's just, and it's just there still. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. That's cool. That's neat though, because water never expires. We is what we've just found out. I was before we move on to this fun game that you have prepared. I just wanted to remind the listeners that if you do so choose, you can go onto YouTube and catch our one singular episode of Chit Chat that we recorded maybe six months ago. Tell them, tell them about our Instagram. Ooh, Instagram, Chit Chat, A Chit Chat, yeah, Chit Chat, A Chit Chat, Canadian Chit Chat. Follow us up on there. Maybe if we get more than like no followers, we'll start putting some stuff up on there. How about that? Yeah, no, but there's stuff there. Like go, there's tons of stuff there. Go look at A Chit Chat on Instagram, and then there's like actual content. Like you can enjoy it, and it's fun. And God, funny. some of it's embarrassing. Oh, no. and fu- yes. No, nothing is embarrassing, Nick. It's all it's all amazing. So let's let's do this game. Here, okay, yeah. So game. so Nick, we're gonna play the newlywed game. Okay. <laughs> oh, A friend boy. of mine was like, uh, she observed how close you and I are, our our, our bromance. Okay. 
And then she was like, you guys should play the newlywed game. And I was like, dare me. She's like, okay. So she put together some questions. And she was like, answer these. Do these next time you're on the show. And I was like, okay, I'm doing it. We're doing it. Okay? Let's do it. Okay. Nick, we'll start with the easy one. All right? Are you ready? Like, you're, you're not ready. You don't sound ready. Palms to are sweaty. How did you first meet? School. That yeah. was an easy one. Yeah. Uh, I told you. I, I told you it was an easy one. Keep we had to it start at that level, because please, is... because I don't want to be embarrassed on oh. national broadcast. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Number two. Describe what you first thought of them in one word. Uh-oh. Um, honestly, I remember your personality jumped out right away when I first saw you. So I'm like, okay, this guy, this guy's cool. This guy's cool. This is going to work. I I need to reel that guy in. I need to, (laughs) I need to do work with this guy because not only does he sound like such a creative person, but he probably do all the work to get me through the program. (laughs) So at a very early time, I was like, this is my ticket out of here, boys. (laughs) (laughs) We'll use this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't quite work out that way. <laughs> he looks good. Yeah, yep. no, you stuck around. You stuck around a little longer. How about that? You, uh, how, what did you think when you first saw or met me? Uh, to be honest with you, I don't. In one word, uh, modern hippie. That's two words. That's two words. Modern hippie. So like in between a hippie and someone from like, yeah, today. not seventies, not seventies hippie. Like, huh. like if you're like. What's a millennial hippie look like? It's Nick. Huh. <laughs> Sweet. Okay. Who is the tidiest? You know, when we first started the program, and for the two two for you, three for me years <laughs> in the program, <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say for sure you, absolutely, 100%. Although, since I have moved, um, habits have changed. Um, I wake up every morning, make my bed. So things have changed. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. I know. And now everybody knows that I'm such a responsible person. Oh yeah. Yeah. But still, I'd say to this day, probably you. I don't know, man. When we go, when when we're over at your place doing the uh, recording chit chat, the your our, our our studio room that we use there is like always always pristine. Oh yeah. I'm impressed. So but I don't that's know. that's because I live with my parents, Cal. Oh, that's not you. Oh God, no. Oh, okay, yeah, then I'm the tidiest. Nick. Or wait, no. Us. Yes. If your spouse was a Disney character, <laughs> who would they be? You'd probably be like um, Mike Wazowski. <laughs> yeah. uh, just, uh, you know, uh, the first thing, the first... <laughs> The first uh, character that bought Goofy. Okay, <laughs> that's you. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's perfect. And 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 I'm saying you're Mike Wazowski, not because you're ugly, but because of the per- oh, no. the personality. Just to make that completely clear. Oh no, I understand. No, imagine if it meant like pick a Disney character they look like. Like that could just be rude. I feel like like hurtful. So now we got to make a chit chat poster of Mike Wazowski and Goofy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Coming to theaters near you. All right, Nick. Uh, what is your spouse's dream job? <laughs> this, this question wasn't edited whatsoever for our <laughs> specific occasion. No, absolutely not. <laughs> and to answer that, I think your dream job would be an astronaut. No, not an astronaut. I'm just. I was gonna say something silly, but no. It's it's in the broadcasting industry, and the both of us worked our butts off, and we got <laughs> there. And here we are. Here oh, we yeah. are. 
Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then yours, yours before I remember we talked about it, yours was kind of like more of like that sports. Uh, that's that was like why you got into it in the first place was like that sports analytics and like reporting and like you know voice of sports kind of kind of yeah deal. a little bit of that and I'm also very big into music so originally I wanted to be a rock star didn't work out not okay. like not at all but hey yeah. a man can dream yeah I guess we're talking about dreams I guess my dream job would be like stand up comedian that would be like so so cool to do that but. I don't know. <laughs> Dreams, I guess. I don't know. Okay, Nick. Uh, who is the funniest? Okay, that's me. Uh, how often do you guys go on dates together? When I lived in town, quite often, actually, almost every week. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. When we when we were first when we were first dating, we were going on. Uh, we, were, we were going pretty pretty steady there. Yeah, those lights dim down low during dinner time. That's for sure. Is St. Louis. St. Louis was always the place. <laughs> they always had their lights low. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, those right. chit-chat guys. There they are. Turn the lights down. <laughs> they set the mood all right. Oh, yeah. Wings and dim lights. And warm beer. Well, that's all the questions we had, buddy. I don't know I don't know how you pick a winner. I feel like we did pretty good. I'm actually impressed with with your with your capabilities there. You had you had good answers. And you also too, Cal. And I'm surprised we know each other as much as as much as we do know each other, even though we spent yeah. so much time together. Yeah, it's almost weird, right? Well, this has been great, Cal. I'm I'm very excited to be doing another chit chat. It's great to be back. It's great to be back at the region. Oh yeah, here on Discovery. Yes, sir. All right, are we gonna wrap it up here? Let's. The folks are probably out there. The folks out there are probably just so sick and tired of us talking by this point. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We'll wrap it up here. Uh, thanks for tuning in, you guys. Have a good one. Discovery, the radio show for podcasters, exclusive to 105.9 The Region. Expand your audience and extend your reach. Send us your podcast, info at 1059theregion.com.